Gentlemen, welcome back. Glad to be back. Let's get this banter started. Grab your drink of choice and join the conversation. No topic is off limits. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter, Season 2. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in once again for another episode of Brotherhood of Banter. My name is Edgar. I'm Diego. And Luis. Okay, so today is episode number three. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Diego, would you tell us about our plan for each season? Yes, sir. So each season, we're going to have one episode that is going to consist of a free-for-all question and answer session where each one of the brothers here is going to come into the episode with, you know, a few questions in hand. And then we're each going to take turns answering those questions. You know, the more that we get into this, the more interesting the questions will become. And I know that Lewis's questions are going to be mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, I want to thank all the listeners for being here. So grab yourself a stool and join us for a drink at the banter bar. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, what can I get you? I'll have that uh, non-alcoholic LaCroix over there, please. Okay. <laughs> I'll have right a Coronita. Coronita. Oh, they're back for season two. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess I'll stick to the Heineken. Would you guys like to do a warm-up question? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Go for it. Sure. All right. So we can do one right before our break. Drop it. Okay, here we go. If you left the world today... Would you be okay with the last words you said to everyone? And everyone, I mean the people in your life, you know, your family, your friends. I'm thinking of the people. I'm like imagining the yeah. scenes. I'm trying to My think. son, yes. My daughter, yes. My mom, yes. My sister, I think. My sisters, yeah. I think in some cases I would be okay. The last thing I told my mom was that I loved her when she left the place that we were at. Brother and sisters, same thing. That's yeah. the last thing I said to them. My dad, I think we had a little bit of disagreement, so I wouldn't be okay with the last things I said to him. Nothing rude. It was just kind of like nothing important was said. Right. And for you guys, well, I guess I'm talking to you now, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. For Lewis, you're of- an idiot. No, I wouldn't be okay with the last <laughs> thing I said to Lewis. And for the rest of my close friends, I, I think I would be fine. I mean, it goes back to not saying anything important, but I normally try to end my conversation with I love you and I'll talk to you later. So mm-hmm. I think I'll be somewhat okay with leaving. Yeah. That's actually a really good question because it's uh like it, it, it makes you really think about, you know, how much power your, your words have. I, I think with my kids I'm mostly conscious of that. How about the last things you say to them when they leave? Yeah. Or is it just becomes like I don't want to call it a habit because it's still coming from your heart, but is it like you're, no, not you're, really. You're sure of saying, "Hey, I love you. I'll see you next time." Like, yeah, you're aware of what you're doing. But I try to, I try to do that, especially with my kids and with my girlfriend. Like, I try to legitimately do that in non, uh, in a non like passing way. Like, mm-hmm. I try to really kind of like break through <laughs> their attention in a way and like make them realize that no, like I really mean what I'm saying here. You know? Yeah, because yeah, I, you know, you never know, man. You never know. Like with my kids, you know, I only have my kids half the time. And so, you know, there, there were an entire week with their mom before I see them again. And yeah, we can communicate digitally, but it's not the same. So yeah, I always value having at least one last 
hug and you know look them in the eye that part of looking in the eye is also like so important to me with them but yeah that's, it's a really important thing i think to think about yeah that's really deep it lets you re you know review your current active relationships mm -hmm. to make sure you know everything's good to go yeah so that you know that might be a good idea to do randomly just so you can uh, make sure everything's like copacetic or whatever with uh the people you care about yeah agreed so at this moment i know for sure i would like to go back and you know say something different to my dad and and maybe other people that are not such a big part of my life but maybe people that i see on a daily basis mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of be aware of the last things you say with someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This idea, the, well, the question actually came from a show that I was watching. It's supposed to be like a comedy show. The main guy's father passes away. You know, his brothers are sharing a story as to why, like, what was the last things they spoke about with their dad, their last memory, the last thing they said to them. He didn't have anything to say at the funeral about what the last thing him and his dad spoke about. And, like, it was eating him up. Hmm. So it made me think, like, would I be okay, you know, at this moment? Right. I would leave the earth. Okay. So I guess that's a... Yeah. <laughs> on that somber note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that note, I think we're going to have to get a, a second drink. I guess we'll be back right after this commercial break. Hey, guys. Joshua here. And you might recognize me from Geekology 101. But now I'm starting a new podcast. I really like filling my brain with really cool facts, and my brain is about to explode. So I have to share them with you guys so that that doesn't happen. If you like random facts, then you'll probably enjoy my podcast. It's going to be called 101 Facts with Joshua. Wait, what about me? Oh, um, okay. Um, I guess you can be my co-host? Yay. Tune in to 101 Facts with Joshua and Diego. Okay. Coming soon. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, as Diego said earlier, you know, we're going to try to pick one episode per season to, you know, ask ourselves some deep down questions that will make us think. I guess we can start it off with Diego. Let's go. Sure. All right. So my first, mine go like kind of in order of depth, you know? Okay. So the first one is kind of chill. What was the last thing that made you laugh uncontrollably? Oh, man. What was the last time? <laughs> I mean, I've been laughing since I've been at your house. Yeah. It's a laugh. Think. It's a gas that I put in. <laughs> it's, like, let me yeah. <laughs> um, it's Tampa air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uncontrollably. <laughs> the funny thing is that I wrote this question down, and I myself didn't. And I wrote this days ago. You didn't really like put thought into like no. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could like I tried to think about it. And I'm like, what was the last time? And I think the closest thing that I could that I could find that I could identify was um, it was actually Joshua, my son, who made me laugh. From he's always doing some nonsense. Like he's always he talks a lot. Like you know, because mm -hmm. he got it from me. <laughs> he talks a lot. And he's always saying some <laughs> kind of nonsense and like watching movies and stuff he's mm -hmm. constantly saying puns and things and jokes and like the majority of them you know i'll chuckle maybe whatever but he said something and man i wish i could remember what it was but it legitimately like made me laugh out loud for a while and it had been a long time since something had caused us so last time i remember doing that was was that thanks to my son's comedic prowess yeah well you guys i've been laughing so often that i can't really that's a good thing man take a point. yeah i've been it's a good problem like Especially now that I'm surrounded by people at work again, 
Oh yeah. But I guess um it's gonna sound stupid, but it was one of my coworkers that he showed me like because you know how kids are, they're very honest and, and with their homework or what they say or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was just showing me like this stupid clip of like, you know, kids being honest as to how they answer stuff on exams or like <laughs> oh, yeah. or or I don't know, just things like that. And for yeah. whatever reason, I just find it to be so funny at that moment. <laughs> And like I went the whole day just laughing to myself, you know, and I was by myself in in certain areas working, so it was like I don't know, I felt kind of some silly. idiot laughing over yeah. in the corner. By like himself. it would just hit me, and it was like I, I couldn't control it. So I guess that's probably not the most recent one, but that's the one that actually comes to mind. All right, what about you, Louis? Um, I don't know. Like I make people laugh a lot, but to make people. <laughs> You know, like to to have for myself to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's like um, I I don't know. I honestly can't think of it. Like I think of like um, times with um, like sometimes Natalie she says something goofy or does something goofy. You know that makes me laugh because mm-hmm. she herself describes herself uh, as goofy. Right. Um, and um, I know there's like different scenarios in which she just makes me laugh or or how she reacts or how she's just moving or something like that. So something like that makes me laugh. Um, it's a good thing, man, to have somebody in your life that, you know, that brings that, the element. That's, that's really, really nice. Yeah, and for yeah cause it's just her, kids, you know, her natural oh, right. persona type of thing. It's just how she is. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's, it's, it's fun to look at all of a sudden. Fun to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she's acting, when she's oh, acting okay. goofy, and you know it's 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 just fun to observe, and then you know you'll you'll catch something. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's your first question, man? Uh, yeah, the first question on your list. All right, you guys. On ready? my list. Yeah. Okay. All right, go. Wait, who's going first? You Edgar. both spoke. Edgar. All right, oh wait, I Louis had an essay, right? No, he was answering. All right. So here's my number one. What do you guys think of best friends of the opposite sex? Like, what do we think of having a best friend of the opposite sex? Yeah, do you think it's a good idea, a bad idea? Are you experiencing that now? I have that now. Hmm. With like sexy, like, well, I guess she's not really sexy. I guess we were closer before. <laughs> sexy, sexy. I guess we were closer uh, before because you know we would we would talk a lot. Now, not so often, especially after COVID. We, we are like, well, I saw her what like two weeks ago, and before that, it's been like months. But I would consider one of my best friends that are girls, uh, between her and uh, Anna, those would be the two girls that are friends, you know, I've been friends with since college. And, you know, they are obviously of the opposite sex. But, you know, it's, I think it's refreshing because you get that girl point of view mm-hmm. that might not necessarily be the same as yours. But, um, I mean, I think it's... I don't think there's an issue as long as obviously, you know, there's barriers and, and respect for each other's significant others type of thing. Yeah, because right. that's that's where it gets kind of hard. You know, is it doable? Is it a good idea that's when you're in a relationship? <laughs> in a relationship? <laughs> um, D, what do you think? I mean, have you ever had a best friend no. as a female? Or? No, no, I, I really haven't. So, so from that perspective, like I can't really say like, yeah, I've experienced it. It's great. And, and one of the reasons why I haven't had it is because of my religious past, right? Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, in the particular environment that I moved within Christianity, it wasn't accepted. Uh, it wasn't allowed basically if you were involved in ministry and stuff 
to have friends of the opposite sex. So it was expected that you would never like drive alone in a car with a female that was not your wife or your you know family member or whatever. It was very strict in that sense. So it's just not something that I ever really had. You know, I think that, you know, my my girlfriend, she I found in her, you know, I think my greatest confidant and, you know, one of the greatest friends that I've ever had in my life. Cause she's just cool like that. You know, like she's legitimately someone that if I wouldn't be involved with her romantically, I would still love to be her friend. Mm-hmm. And she has friends of the opposite sex as she's known for years. Um, so for her, it's very natural. And she's actually been part of like the pro my process of learning to normalize that, you okay. know? So, so that's been, that's been something that I've gotten used to in the last few, in the last. So like, it was hard years. for you running into that with someone that they had friends <clears throat> of the opposite sex. And you just kind of like manage um, it as you go. It wasn't hard in the sense that. <laughs> sorry, I kept I keep thinking that's what she said. Uh, it wasn't hard in the sense that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't hard in the sense. Oh, God, I keep saying that. Damn it! So where I get edit this going? It, it wasn't difficult. Hard. <laughs> it wasn't difficult in the sense that i <laughs> doubted her or that it that it caused me insecurity uh, control brain. yourself goddamn it, it wasn't difficult in the sense that it like gave me insecurity you know okay. what i mean because i legitimately trust her you know and like from the beginning our entire relationship really has been built on trust and i'm sure she didn't do anything that would make you think twice about it no not at all no yeah. not at all so that helps too yeah you know? what it what it what did what was difficult was number one that i don't trust guys mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like we're all dogs, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, understanding the male mind, like, you know, I know that it's not exactly common for guys to not have any kind of ulterior motives, you know? Yeah. So that part is something that I've had to get used to. Uh, and the other thing is just getting used to the concept itself, because again, I never had it that close to my life where, you know, either I have entertained friendships with the opposite sex or, you know, a partner of mine does. But yeah, but no, I'm really like, I feel like I'm getting into a healthier perspective on that. Do you think that if, how do I phrase this? Let's say I was a woman, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think, <laughs> how do you think she would feel like now? Like if we've done everything that we've done up to now, except I was, I had. You With know, you like staying over in my house and stuff? Yeah. Like if I was like, cause I live far, you know, yeah, yeah, four right. hours away. So there's really no other choice. But we've been friends as long. Just picture the same thing, except I'm a woman. Right, right. Do you think she would be okay with that? It's hmm, a good question. I don't know. I didn't thought about that scenario. Um, in my scenario, like I've had that same thing in which, like, um, uh, one of my my friends Anna, right? She got her doctorate. She bought a house. So she was having a whole get together. So I drove down. My wife wanted to come, and it was cool. But last minute, she couldn't go. Uh, but I ended up going anyway, and you know it was fine. You know, it's not like she was mad or anything like that and and i'm happy i went because i got to hang out with uh them and see some old friends we hadn't seen in a while and i was staying at her house and everything so it's it's doable were there other people staying there yeah yeah like uh the other girl uh sessie was there as well would you have stayed there if it was just you and and then her would i have stayed there yeah yeah okay see yeah like in that in that case in a scenario like that i wouldn't do that Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, would I wouldn't put myself in that situation, in that situation yeah. at all where it just looks bad. Yeah. I mean, even, even it's just a personal thing. Like it's a personal conviction. Maybe it does have a lot to do with my past, you know, with the way that I, that I used to uh, feel about those things. 
but I wouldn't put myself in that scenario. Like I would just make some other kind of arrangement, you know, to, to have you female Edgar, uh, <laughs> stay somewhere, hey, you boys. know, whatever it is, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in a situation where again, just my personal conviction, right. I don't want to have any kind of, you know, shred of a, anything that could possibly cause any sort of, you know, reason for so I wouldn't be here right now. probably not. No, <clears throat> well, right now. Sure. <laughs> this isn't a closet it's a studio god damn it <laughs> okay so in, in my case yes it is doable if you want it to be doable but before i met the wifey most of the time i just have female friends we were friends before we were friends after but most of the time we end up sleeping together and <laughs> Great track record, man. <laughs> but fail. Yeah. But that's why I said it before the wife. Uh-huh. I've never been in a relationship while I've I've always had female friends in a relationship or not. But when I'm not in a relationship, I hang out with my friends, you know, we do whatever we do. Right. But if I'm in a relationship, then I take the precautions. You know, like I'll hang out with my friends. And this is the this is the great part. Like the wife she encourages me to hang out with my friends. So mm-hmm. she is not the one with the problem. I see it your way where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to put myself in a scenario where it's like, it mm-hmm. may not be bad, but people's assumptions, you know? Yeah. So I try to limit that, but she's like, no, just do it. Just go hang out. You, you're entitled to hang out with your friends. You know, they were your friends before we met this and that. So it's, it's a great thing on her part. Use a condom. Yeah. But it's just <laughs> like, you know, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like it is doable if yeah. you want it to be doable. Okay, so moving on to uh, question number dose. That'll be for me then. Oh wait, yeah, right. did Lewis ask one? No, he didn't. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> wait, is this a three yeah, podcast? Right, right. <laughs> I was gonna ask something general, like uh, once this COVID stuff is over and you guys can just go wherever the hell you guys wanted to go on vacation. Where would each of you guys be going with your significant others to just celebrate COVID freeness? Vacation specifically. Yeah, like uh, maybe you're taking like, uh, I don't know, a week of vacation. This is the first week after COVID. There's a cure. Everyone's fine now. There's no issues. Where the hell do you want to go? A cruise. I would love to go on a cruise. Have you been on one before? Yeah, I've been on three cruises. Yeah, you guys have a lot of cruises leaving out of Tampa and Miami. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. A cruise for sure, man. Like it's been, it's been a while. It's been a, a few years since I've gone on a cruise, and that's something that that I I enjoy the experience of. Um, I don't really care where we go, you know, be it any of the Caribbean islands or whatever. But yeah, I would love to hit a hit up a cruise. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I love cruises. Tampa does, does it have to? Yeah, <laughs> does it have to be somewhere far? It could just be like within the area. Now you can go wherever you want. I mean, I would go on a cruise from here to wherever the hell you know we go. We normally go to the Caribbean. Or go to like Hawaii or, or well, honestly, Japan. I've never been on the cruise, so I don't know what that's like. But I know oh, that we had, <laughs> I yeah. know that uh, next month we wanted to go to uh, Puerto Rico. It would be booked at this moment, you know, and it's COVID's not over yet. And but the only reason is that you gotta, you know, get tested three days before and have your results right before you like you hop on the plane. Like you gotta prove to them oh, that like, I took it, I passed. But the only problem is that what if we go through all this, we, we book it, and the results don't come in time. Right. So we can't prove, therefore we can't fly, and you know, the money just goes out the window. So instead, we we kind of just booked an Airbnb, and we're going to uh, 
Guinea Springs, and we're just gonna go hang out there. So technically, we're not waiting for this thing to be over. So I guess not much has changed. Even with COVID not here, I'm not really much of a flyer, or like I said, I've never taken a cruise or a traveler in general. So it wouldn't be that much more different as to what I'm doing now. All right. What about you, Louis? No, yeah, I mentioned I would probably, uh, I would love to go on a cruise because it is a feeding frenzy. You guys know how I love to eat. It's with my wife, yeah, I don't care where I'm going. Just unlimited food. food. That's the thing. Like, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember when I went with Carla, one of the last cruises, like, she should be, like, I'd, like, the cruise ships are normally long, right? So then it's, like, to get from one side to the other, I would always specifically like go through like a restaurant. So I would eat like on my way to wherever the hell it is we're going. Mm -hmm. And it, it just got, it was funny for me because, you know, I would just eat whatever, but she would just be annoyed. She was like, again, you just ate breakfast. You know, you just ate lunch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but now we're on the way to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you do got to get your money's worth. Hell yeah, I get my money's worth. <laughs> but yeah, like a cruise ship or um, like I really want to go to Hawaii. That's on my list. Tokyo is definitely on my list. I want to go explore uh, Japan and all that. But those would be my places. COVID-free, uh, go to those places. More, most likely Hawaii or a beach. Just a nice beach. Nice. Not the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> as close as the beach as you're going to get. <laughs> all right. So my question number two. If you were cloned and were allowed to eliminate one characteristic from your from that clone of yourself, what would you choose? No explanations given. So in other words, I give the answer, say, here's what I would choose to not include on that clone of mine, but don't explain why. <laughs> okay, does it have to be, well, you say characteristic, right? Yeah, characteristic. So it could be a physical characteristic, it could be a personality trait, character, whatever. We're taking away, we can't add? No, no, I have no addition. What would you take away from that clone? So in other words, it is it is you in every other sense, except for this one characteristic that you decide to exclude. And I got to remove from it. Yeah. Wait, do I have to kill the clone later or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you won't fight for survival with your against your clone, no. <laughs> then I'll get rid of uh, excessive weight. Okay, so so skinny Lewis. Um... No, just, just normal Lewis. <laughs> 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 All um, right. I guess it's not really considered characteristic, but I would get rid of the guy's anger. Okay. That, that's something that I would remove from my clone, you know, just be okay. more chill, more laid back. I would I would remove uh the 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 proneness to overthink things. Okay. Yeah. It, it and it would be if you think about it, I'm not trying to explain my 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 place cuz there's no explanation given, but it's a really interesting experiment to like for you to see just by removing that one trait, mm -hmm. see how that person lives their life, you know? I think it'd be very different. Right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine the different choices that that clone would make. Imagine how how many mistakes it would probably avoid because yeah. of that one trait. Because I assume that if we each mention these specific traits, it's because we dislike them. There's something negative, you know, that in, in the yeah, way that they, they impact us. They've been a problem at some point in your life. Right, right. So it's... Well, it's see, I see, I see mine as a problem. If I lost all the weight, I'll probably try to eat it all. <laughs> you know it's like the opposite like hey you know i'm skinny let's go eat <laughs> but but imagine the difference because i relate with you in that right I'm, I'm overweight as well 
So I relate to you in that sense. The difference in confidence would immediately change that 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 clone's experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty. It would be a pretty interesting experiment. All right, uh, who's next? Okay, for number so two. That's perfect because it takes me to my next question, which is: Would you eat your clone or something? <laughs> Do you like who you are right now? Okay, oh damn. I I think so. I, I would honestly say yes. Is that right? Yeah, I would say that yes as well. Other than physically, but you know, I, I can work on that <laughs> sooner or later. I can clone myself <laughs> for that. Don't worry. But I mean, really thinking about it, like, are you happy with who you are? And I'm not talking about just physically, but you know, mm -hmm. the way you think, your personality, everything overall. I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have answered the same way six years ago. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't have because my, my life was truly was different uh, six years ago. But in the state that I am right now, the person that I am right now, the outlook on life that I have right now, the way that I experience and live life right now, I really do like this. I want more of this. Like I want to explore this more. Okay. So you're in a good place. I I feel that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I'm in a happy place. You know, I've eaten everything I've eaten. And... <laughs> Jesus Christ. No matter what question I ask, yeah. if I just bring it back to that. Right. <laughs> no, but seriously speaking, no, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy with my career, happy with my family, happy with my wife, you know, happy with Natalie. Everything's good. You know, I do want to get a house and that's our goal right now. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm, I'm happy. Okay. I don't know if you would call it unhappy on my side because I would really like to be further along, you know, mm. Well, just career period, you know, to actually have a career that I would have stayed with or started very early. I would actually either have my the relationship that I'm in be improved or be a lot better or be more uh, like for us to meet in the middle. It wouldn't be just one sided. Mm. So I'm not happy when it comes to that. I'm not saying I need another partner, just the relationship for it to be better. I would definitely like to be further along as far as like having my not just my future home, but the last one I'm going to stay in with the remodeling that I would like to have with the items that I want to have in there. So I don't know if you would really call it unhappiness. I'm just not fulfilled where I am now. Okay. And I should get serious. You're really just a question. Louis, what do you got? Well, I mean, that's, it's reasonable. It's reasonable. Uh, on my end, my question was again around covid and stuff it's this is like question number what are your two, personal right? opinion yeah question Sorry, number two uh what is your personal opinion on covid is it real or is it not real or is it government control or whatever things you might have you don't have to explain why i'm just curious as to all of your points of view <laughs> everything you just said i think is true part of it is real part of it is not and it is government control the uh, signing off and Diego, hold on. The virus is government controlled. Like you think they manufactured it or something? I think they're controlling it to a certain <clears> extent. <throat> I believe that they did have some part in putting it out there. The way that they're trying to push the numbers or making them look like a lot higher than they really are, to eventually get to the point where people feel like they're going to have to pay for you know whatever the remedy is. And I think it's real because yes, it is killing people. I have a guy that works with me that he works in a hospital and he's actually has seen people pass away and be put in, in freezers because, and I'm talking about containers because there's no room for them. Hmm. But like I said, some of it is false. I think the information that they're putting out there, part of it is false. So I think it just falls to, you know, everything's, all, everything Lewis said is pretty much what I believe. 
See, on, on my end, I'm a, I'm a little different on that end. Like, I believe what the doctors and, you know, the, the people with those PhDs and stuff say. I, I don't think it's government controlled or anything like that. I, I just think it's a virus. You know, it happens. It's been detected. And just a lot of opinions going around confusing everybody else. Okay, so you don't feel like they're controlling the media in a way as to what goes out there? No, no, I, I, I'm like on the other side on that. Like, I believe when it comes to what the actual numbers are, I believe, yeah, it's true in which the numbers are that high, the deaths are that high, and it is easy to spread. So that explains the numbers and the deaths. You know, on the part when it comes to like the numbers, um, I had, there goes the home again. I've had um, co-workers. Yeah. Um, I've had co-workers. Ed, Edgar is self-conscious about his hums, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so just don't don't judge him too harshly when he um ums. Hey, we can we can have like a game. Like any listener that hears the um, you know, take a, take shot. a shot. Bro, they'd be freaking passed out. But I do have co-workers where they've had friends or family or people they knew that have passed away. Okay, they they did get. COVID at some point or it was detected or whatever in, the, in their system. For instance, one of them, their family members passed away because they were in a car crash. Uh, COVID was in their system at one point, And instead of saying, okay, he passed away because of the car crash, automatically it was like a COVID, you know, and that's an another plus one to the numbers already up there. So that's why I feel like the numbers are not exact. Um, your perspective? So check this out. It's going to bust a rhyme. Overall... <laughs> All right. So overall, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, estimates that between 12,000 and 61,000 deaths annually are caused by the flu, not COVID-19, the regular flu. Mm -hmm. Okay. When was the last time that you heard in the news about how many people were killed by the regular flu in a given year? Who knows? I have never yeah. heard these numbers uttered. <laughs> yeah, I don't even watch the news. I wouldn't. But imagine that shit. Uh, 61,000, up to 61,000 deaths from the flu in one year, from the regular flu, the one that everybody takes vaccines for and shit. So, like, in my mind, yes, I think COVID-19 is a real thing. I think coronavirus is a real thing. Mm -hmm. But it is a type of flu. I feel like this is a brand new strain of flu. Yeah, it caught us by surprise. Yeah, it's, you know, it's different. Yes, it has certain impacts on people with certain respiratory conditions and certain at-risk conditions, but so does a regular flu, you know? Okay. So in my in my mind, this is something that what I doubt is true is the solution for it. Mm -hmm. Because the attempt to quarantine everybody, it seems like no matter what efforts are made, even if the rest of the world quarantined properly and we didn't in the U.S., as soon as the rest of the world opens its borders again for, again for people for the, from the U.S. to be traveling, it's going to get back in there. Like, I don't see how this thing could pass as a pandemic unless we build herd immunity to the virus. Like, I, I just I don't see logically how else it, it, it could, you know, uh, come under control. Yeah. I see this thing eventually becoming like the like the regular flu that we deal with every year. I it's believe just, so too. I believe it's going to become normal. Like, yeah. Well, like you either, if you didn't die from it, you got it at some point, and right now it's just like anything else. Yeah, and, and just like the regular flu, if you're at risk, you're going to be at risk. 
you know, and yeah, some lives will be lost every year to this thing. So what I, what I feel like is like, there's this mysterious, there's this mysterious blowing up. What's the word I'm looking Sensationalization of this particular virus and this disease that has happened in the world that we've never seen happen before with anything else, you know, mm-hmm. even though there are up to 60,000 people dying every single year from this damn thing, from the regular flu. And we never hear about it. Like now we are just, you know, fixated and focused on this thing. And, and it's a damn shame. Like it, it feels it's wrecking the economy, you know, it's hurting people left and right. When it comes to financial matters, businesses being shut down. I don't know what the powers that, that be are doing with this thing. I don't know why it is that they're managing things the way that they're managing them. Um, all I can say is like, when I look at how the president has managed it, the governors at each state level have managed it. It's, it's a damn shame, man. The way that it's being handled. The thing is that they have one foot in one foot out. Like they're, they want you to stay quarantined, but then they make the exceptions. Right. You know, it's like you wear a mask at this time, but you don't wear a mask at this time. So it's like, they're, they're yeah. trying to baby you know people and I, yeah i get it people's rights i understand that but i also if we don't all suck it up and deal with it for just a certain amount of time it's never gonna pass you know i don't know if you can prevent the lives being lost no at this point it's kind of late and I'm that's a horrible thing that's a horrible thing to say i don't mean to sound cold or callous man because that's somebody's grandma somebody's grandpa mm-hmm. somebody's person who's been struggling with their health like that fucking sucks you know, but how else do we get past this? We're overpopulated in the fucking world, man. Yeah. This planet is over capacity. We're consuming resources in a very uneven way and at an alarming rate. You know, unless we drastically drop our world population, we're going to deal with this kind of shit cyclically every so many decades. Yeah. I don't think it's avoidable. Something's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say when it comes to the whole food, it's not a matter of production. It's a matter of distribution. Right. How to get the food from, hey, you know, the fields in, I don't know, wherever to the people that need it that, you know, are don't have the means to, to receive it because the road isn't there or the, you know, nearest, I don't know, airport is, I don't know, a day away type of thing. So, that, I mean, a lot of people argue that point of view but when it comes to like uh the virus itself yeah I don't, I don't see it stopping it's mostly hey try to save yourself type of thing and uh if you really wanted to a lot of rights would have to be like overrun like uh you know forcing people to stay in the house and not leave the house for food which means food would be delivered to you and here is your uh test that you have to take every three days to make sure you are still okay and if you're not, hey, you know, you got to go over here to this camp and uh, hang out over there till uh, we either treat you or you die. Uh, and yeah. those type of changes, you know, and then t- and it's not just a matter of testing one person. You have to test the entire population, close all borders. Right. And to get to such an extreme is something a lot of people can't handle. No. And the truth is, man, that that's a scary situation, because if you get the wrong person in power, while that's going on, <laughs> suddenly you have this completely centralized, you know, system where, you know, we are giving you your resources to live. We tell you what you need and we deliver yeah. it to you. And we, you just stay home and put on the fucking medic like, state, you know, that's a kind of a scary situation. You put the wrong, you know, leader, <laughs> 
uh, in the midst of that of a situation like that, and 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 it's kind of scary to think of what could happen, especially in countries that are prone already to totalitarian regimes and that sort of thing. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty scary situation. There's this comedian Bill Burr, and he's uh, been talking about for years about the population pro- uh, problem in his um, in his comedy specials, and he's constantly said that nature <laughs> nature is constantly trying to help us trim down the overpopulation problem, and we just say like no 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 here's a vaccine here's a vaccine here here, here. stay alive stay alive stay alive stay alive <laughs> that if we just kind of let nature run its course, and again I know this sounds cold this sounds callous I'm, you know I'm sorry but but he has a point yeah. <laughs> he has a point. You know, yeah, like, he's funny. Bill Burr's hilarious. I, I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, I love his raw way of thinking about subjects like that because, dude, like someone really does have to start thinking that way and like stop having fucking babies, bro. Come on, man. Stick to yeah. two or three at most, but my God. Yeah. Well, they did say that the global average is two per family. You know, even if uh, even in third world countries, it was just a matter of <sighs> really information. Yeah, the, the global average is two kids, including like... Huh you know, India or whatever country you can think of that isn't, but, uh, but that's just, um, yeah, they worked on that for like the past few decades. Dan, this is a long answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> so who's next? Who's, whose turn is it? Uh, the third that question, be I believe. You. Question number three. Yeah, that was you. Okay. Yeah. Um, number three, you guys know what Mount Rushmore is? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. The place. Yeah. Yeah. It has the, four very important presidents it has washington right. it has jefferson it has uh is it lincoln lincoln and oh, damn it, who is it it's the last one i forget grant no i forget anyway but it's four presidents and all the, the four presidents represent different like important advancements or eras in the united states uh-huh. so like jefferson represents the advancement i think it's something like the advancement in thought Washington represents the birth of the nation. Lincoln represents the advancement in, or like the unification of the nation, like, you know, because he ushered the nation through the Second World War and the liberation, you know, freedom for um, for blacks and uh, from slavery. And then the other one, I forget what it represents. But anyway, the point is, who would be what faces would be in the Mount Rushmore of your life? Of people I know. Yeah. People in your life who have touched you, impacted you in a positive way. Well, a lot of people have touched me. <clears throat> or oh, you uh, is that a tear rolling <laughs> on your cheek? Um, You've been touched. Yeah. Yeah. So, what faces would be on the Mount Rushmore of your life? <clears throat> people that you yeah, in your I, mind immortalize. Touched me enough to be like, man, I would, I would see that person up there. Mm-hmm. Um, do we still have four people on our Mount Rushmore? Do we you can, have yeah. more or less people? We can say about four people, so otherwise it might go too long. <laughs> just our Mount Rushmore, not everybody's, right? Just our, yeah. Like if we had our own, your personal yeah. Mount Rushmore. And this again, these are not people who you love most, right? This is not about loving most. It's people who have impacted you and who have shaped the course of your life. Well, two of those spots for sure would have to be my parents, and not just because they're my parents, but they. They've made me who I am, regardless. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing. So for sure, my parents, because I can't choose one over the other, because they both together have made one hell of a son. Right. So um, definitely The Rock. That guy's fucking awesome. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did get the and put... stuff tattooed on you, so, yeah, so... Oh, that's right. He's gonna put the rock on the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not part of my life, but it's something. It's, it's something. No, it's I get you, bro. It's I, someone I get what you're that saying. I do admire. Um, yeah. I didn't when I first. I'm not gonna say when I first met him, but mm-hmm. like when I first saw him come up, and it's uh, his work ethic, the fact that he's into fitness, he doesn't give up, the fact that he's in his uh, in his forties, mm-hmm. and there's no excuses. He's a positive person. He's very influential. He's, you know, name it. He's done it. I don't know what he's like, you know, behind closed doors, but just from what I see. So for sure, I would put him on there because he does inspire me. I do watch his videos and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you guys say yours. I'm going to think of my number four. Yeah, I'm thinking on that. I'll put, um, I don't know. Who would I put up there? And again, it doesn't, it doesn't oh, necessarily. Miyamoto, Nintendo guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Miyamoto up there. <laughs> I'll I'll throw I'll throw a few of mine, and this may not be a definitive list list, but I think that uh, I would put. You guys have you guys heard Alan Watts? No. So Alan nope. Watts was this uh, philosopher who did a lot of like speaking tours and stuff in the sixties and seventies. So this was during the time when like Billy Graham, the the evangelist was like preaching the, you know, fundamentalist Christianity that we know today, you know, in most Christian churches. And Alan Watts was talking about the philosophies of the East. So Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism from China, from Japan, from India, which was very, very foreign to the West, you know, to us here in the West. When I started my journey exiting from Christianity, and from organized religion as a whole, I was, I felt like desperate for a voice of guidance. And this guy became very quickly became my go-to. And I listened to him almost every single night. I put on, I have two audiobooks from him that I listened to on repeat. And it's because it's not because I consider myself a Buddhist or a Taoist or Hindu or anything like that. It's because he didn't grasp onto any one of those things as the answer. He didn't consider himself a guru. He simply wanted to inform about how the different side of the world thought about life and spirituality. And that shit right there, man, that man's lectures, that man's voice and his way of thinking helped me find a balance when I was in the most turbulent moment of my life because I had just abandoned my entire foundation of Christianity. So he his face will be up there. Okay. Um, another one that will be up there will be Massimo Vignelli. He's this uh, famous graphic designer, but he was much more than a graphic designer, and that's what impacted me about the guy. You know, he had this philosophy where he said that he was in a fight against the ugliness. <laughs> he was an Italian designer, and he was basically trying to beautify anything that he could touch, anything that he could impact. He got to New York, for example, and he opened up his agency there and he started one of the one of the projects that he got was to design, redesign the entire subway system signage. And he completely revolutionized how the New York subway system guides people throughout the entire thing. And it seems like something straightforward, but it's not. He actually had to think like, you know, how like a subway will probably do a lot of swiggles and Mm -hmm. shit. He created a system where all the trains, like the map, when you look at a map of the subway, it doesn't show you what it actually is, all the swiggles. It shows you like straight lines, systems of straight lines. Yeah. 
to a you know in a way that just simplifies the travel experience you know so anyway they asked him in an interview you know how has new york impacted you how has new york shaped you as a designer and he said no it's the other way around i have helped shape new york as a designer and that kind of thinking bro he also used to say things like you know if you can design one thing you can design anything he designed furniture cutlery he designed calendars that were that could be used every single year over and over again like he designed so much shit and i started reading about him and learning about him at a period of time in my life as a designer where i needed to see myself as much more than just a pixel pusher okay and he was very influential for me like in my career so he would be up there i don't know lewis you got somebody you got some people whoever the hell invented a bikini you are <laughs> you like wearing those? <laughs> I like seeing them. I mean, then there's a good guy. I hope it's maybe it's a girl. I don't know, but I think I guess it's a guy. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's um it's pretty it's pretty important, I think, to kind of like have, you know, in your mind who are the people that you, you know, value most as having helped shape you. You know, and it could be family. It could be like, like, you know, like, like mining your options. You know, you said the rock, I said Massimo, I said, you know, Alan Watts are not figures that we were related to mm-hmm. on a personal basis, but damn, like they helped us. They helped shape us. They guided us in some way, inspired us in some way. And I think those, you know, those kinds of people should be, uh, we should have them clear in our minds, like who they are, because it's, they helped. I would definitely have to think about number four. I can, and I'm trying to analyze every part of my life as to what decisions I made or like right. who made me think differently. And I'm struggling with that number four. Yeah. I would put, you know, for my, for my days as a Christian, I would put the, the men who mentored me, you know, I had one, two, three men specifically who really impacted me, bro. Like they, they fulfilled the role of fathers in my life when I didn't have one. And those guys, even though they were only there for a season of time, their contribution to my life is immeasurable. I I will be grateful to them forever. It doesn't matter if I'm no longer a Christian. It doesn't matter if I no longer associate with them. I owe them a debt of gratitude in my life, and I'm, and I'm very, very grateful for them. Okay. All right, so we want to go to someone else's number three question? Louis, what do you got? Uh, my last question is, what is your number? Your what number, now? how many girls? Area code three zero five five two seven three three one eight six. That's not people my gonna call you. <laughs> no, that was not my number. <laughs> no, I know. But no, like, uh, what? What's your number? What is that? Hey, you know, girls, I've either dated or messed around with. What is that number for each of you? I don't get it. What do you? What do you mean, number? Uh, like, uh, how many with? people? And how many yeah. up with hooking up? I mean, like just kissing and stuff like that. In total, like a grand total. But yeah, yeah. If you want to split it? How many you, you hooked up with? How many you? But so, like, not serious relationships. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, even flings, if you want. Well, I mean, is, I mean, would we so count relationships? One number, yeah, one number, whether it was a, a relationship oh. or, or I don't know. Um, like a relationship or a fling or somebody okay. you just met as, at a bar. Okay. Type of yeah, very simple. Well, as long as you've made love with them, that counts. Whatever your relationship was, either you're together, you just hooked up, whatever, it counts. Okay. Yeah. And then what is that number? All right. Let's see. All right, Louis, start us off since you, you brought it up. 
I'm yeah, curious. I was uh, I was debating that myself. So I went through the list, right? Damn. And wrote went <laughs> <laughs> through my notebook. <laughs> well, I don't have a notebook. I was just thinking, like, you know, what is it? You okay. know, and like um, I was curious uh, to find out what what um what your guys what you guys uh, were thinking. And it's it's kind of fun. Like you go back and you try to start going in order, and it, you know it's it's you know it's just something to to know, something to share amongst us guys and you know all our million listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just between us yeah. and everybody else who's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, right, so, I got my number. So, it's, it wasn't too hard, I guess, to come up with. So. Uh-huh, so go so. ahead if you want to say your number. I say about 16 is what I counted. 16? Yeah. That's exactly my number. For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Make sure you guys didn't sleep together. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> it took turns. Oh, no. How no, many, how many hookups, how many <clears throat> women did you sleep with, or were they all the same? Because they may the be. Same. So there wasn't just one girl that you may have made out with one night and that was it. Well, I haven't had those experiences. I thought the, I thought the like measure was having sex. Thing. He said hookups and, and sex. So I figured, like, because there's some ho- girls that like, you didn't get that far. Hold on. Wait, what? hold on. Hold on. So what, do you, hold on. what do you guys define as a hookup? Okay, so let's, let's separate. Let's put. Because hookup now doesn't mean the same thing as hookup okay. in the 90s. So what decade are we fucking in, guys? <laughs> okay. God damn it. Let's be specific. How yes. many girls? Uh, as long with? as your thing was out. Think of it that way. Oh, so no, pen- no penetration? That counts like a lot of people. Bro, Edgar, you okay, man? You, you know, that, man? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. So, so as long as a penis was touched, is that what we're talking about here? As, yeah, if you want to go that way, sure. As long as it was out and about. Okay, I was seeing it this way. I was seeing it as like, okay, how many women have you had sex with? Like, literally, your penis was in them, right? Penetration, right. Yes. And how many people did you only get to, like, first base, second base, whatever? So like just damn uh, whatever so. you want to call it, you know? Okay. I mean, does that add to your list or is that the same total? Yeah. Like you haven't had yeah, any just... the same total. Just put it all together. No, no, no. If you if if I'm if I'm if I have to count people that oh, that I haven't had sex with, but I've done the other bases with it gets higher? Yeah. Yeah, I was counting only people that I had okay, sex then with. Let's just go with penis penetration. Yeah. So only intercourse? I guess. Okay. So yeah, yeah, 15. intercourse. 16. 16 and 16. Yeah. Fun. Shit. That's embarrassing. For <laughs> <What>? me. <laughs> Why? Because my number is 43. 43? Yeah. You thought of 43 names just now? Oh, this is not <laughs> the people? first time I've thought about it. Yeah, like I've, I've added numbers before. Edgar, what's that little list you carry in your pocket? Oh, my uh, God. You have pictures? <laughs> what the hell is that? A yeah, textbook? A... You got a textbook? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of embarrassing, man. Now at this age is like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I wish the number was higher. But... You're just realizing you're a hoe, basically, right now. Not really. I mean, <laughs> man, whore. I think, but look at this. Out of those forty, because I'm not counting the people that I just made out with and did other stuff with. Right. That's just sleeping. But out of those forty-three, mm-hmm. I probably don't talk to about four of those. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, doing another thing and that's it, never see you again. I mean, it's it was more. I I talked to maybe just three. I don't talk to anyone. (laughs) Is that making you feel worse? (laughs) 
I mean, look, and I don't know what Lewis's reason is, but I was married for 11 years. Yeah, that's why. And I was faithful for those 11 years. So those 11 years, and and no, even before then, if you count, huh? If if you count before then, you know, I was engaged for like a year and a half before I got married. And then I was a Christian, so I was abstinent. So like, you know, like I didn't really, the majority of my experiences, as far as like, you know, actual intercourse happened after I was divorced, after I split from my, from my wife and, you know, and I started dating around. You're 37 now. So maybe I would I would be around maybe, you know, in the 30s. That's what I was going to say, because you were at a, if you want to look at a disadvantage, but let's say. <laughs> disadvantage. <laughs> no, but, but look at this. This is impressive. This is where it gets impressive. So you're 37 now, right? Right. Okay. How long were you married for? 11 years. Okay. Subtract that, right? Yeah. So where does that put you at? 26. Okay. When did you start having sex? When I got married at 21. How the fuck? <laughs> wait yeah so, so from 21 to 37 it's been 16 no but look at this like that's why i'm telling you like look i didn't have intercourse we talked about this during, our, no, during the, the episode on first. No, i don't know if it's like i said in my condition but it doesn't make no sense cause... no it does think about it okay look so i didn't have actual intercourse right i did other stuff right but i didn't have actual intercourse okay. penetration um until i was 21 when i got married so that was my first my first that was my number one yeah okay so count 11 years after that you're talking 32 years of age so that's where it gets impressive so, so between 32 years, correct yes between thir- i'm not the whore. thanks bro <laughs> 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 mine was no pun intended spread out throughout like yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah that's why I don't think you should feel bad. I mean, oh, you... okay, so that makes me feel bad. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you just flipped it. Yeah, yeah. I, you or... know, it's it's been these last five years that Lewis. How does it play out for you then? <laughs> no, it's been because it's, it's. I've never had like one night stand. Like, oh hey, you know, hi, see ya. No, it's always been like girls have dated for like a year, seven months, stuff that type of scenario. So it, it's been sixteen since whenever. Okay, so you've been kind of like a serial monogamist? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, from one to the other. And by serial monogamist, I mean that you like, like, you eat a lot of cereal. (laughs) So you've had 16 relationships with 16 partners. Yep. So every single one you slept in, you were in a relationship. Yep. Okay. See, that's nice and organized. Yeah, because for me, it was out of those 43. It was only like six that I was in a relationship with. Right. So, yeah, I've never been good at relationships. Just yeah, no, I, I don't think it's a... I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right. So, well, let me go with my... Yeah, you're like, yeah that's it, right? Thing. That's the last one? Yeah. Yeah, all right, go for it. So Take us home. So your... let's end it with this. How would your life be different if we hadn't been friends? Hmm. Think okay. about that one. I would... I would care a lot less about Ninja Turtles, probably. Yeah, <laughs> have Turtles would be less important. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the weird kid with the Ninja Turtles. Hey, you got Ninja Turtles? <laughs> no? Well, I do. <laughs> so if I was nah. in your life, that mm-hmm. would be your only thing? <laughs> you would have no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, I wouldn't have had the brotherhood of banter experience during these last few months. And that's really when I met Lewis, you know, when I started, when, uh, he came on to guest star in the, um, I mean, I had seen before pictures before, you know, like mm -hmm. as, as you guys as kids and teenagers or whatever, but, but you specifically, I feel like in my middle school years, I wouldn't have been anchored. Because you became, you and Ricardo, you know, during that per period of time, you guys became my reason to remain in our ride in middle school. Because mm -hmm. before that, every single school year, I spent it in a different school. There was no school that I went for more than one year in. And you think your mom would have moved if we weren't there? Yes. Yeah. yeah if, if, it weren't, if it weren't because I found, like, you know, a couple of solid friends and, like, you know, that I legitimately wanted to be hanging out with you guys. And I asked her constantly, you know, drop me off, take us, do this, do that. I don't think I would have had a reason because we moved. We like she lied about about our address. Yeah, if you remember that. Yeah. So we were really, really far away from the area that belonged to that school, and still I remained in that school. So I would have probably kept on moving around because that's like my mom's mo. She is constantly hopping around for for whatever reason. Um, so that's a big deal. Like for me, having been in Arvada Middle School for those three years of middle school, like it impacted me in a real positive way. I got to know teachers, you know, I got to get involved in wrestling. I got to, you know, make friends and keep friends, you know? So, yeah, like, and imagine this, if we wouldn't have built that friendship back in middle school, then I wouldn't have re-encountered you at this point in my life, you know, mm -hmm. where like, I feel for the first time that I actually have people to call friends first time in a long, long time. And I was talking with my mom about this the other day that I'm starting to feel like I'm developing a little tribe now for the first time since, you know, my marriage ended. So it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal to, to have you in my life. And I don't think I would have had you if, you know, I wouldn't have met you in middle school at this point. And we wouldn't be in the closet right now. And we wouldn't be in the closet together. That's correct. You guys got to get out of the closet. You know, in public. <laughs> on our we'll next break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Louis, your turn. In my case, I remember one of the earliest things we did was, uh what was it in fifth grade oh yeah like our girlfriends uh what was it carly and and tori mm -hmm. you know that was uh, an experience with you oh and also when we went to um uh we became oh, what was it the things that we helped the kids and tell them not to run safety back patrol? in devon air safety patrol yeah and how we went to um <laughs> washington dc with everybody mm -hmm. so i would never have gone there and then you've always been like, uh, kind of like Diego said, like uh, an anchor and always like a reference to, hey, yeah, my childhood and Miami yeah. and that's where I grew up and that type of scenario. Because, uh, you know, Miami's always been there because even when my family moved up here, you know, you'd always be over there. And then like, obviously, you're the best man at the wedding. And it's like from like seeing you and like just being there you know it's 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 always it's always been important you know even when you came up what was it like you came up for like a weekend or a week for halloween. for what was it halloween yeah you know it's cool it's just it's it's it really shows what you what like a friendship can become if you invest the time and as long as you keep me you know like how do you say it sometimes like close, like you see me stray away or whatever. Oh, you always try you to like in. bring me back. Yeah, reel you in. That's the that's hmm. the thing. And then obviously I wouldn't have met Diego yeah. if it wasn't like that. And um and you love me, bro. Yeah. 
No, but like honestly, between you guys, like I feel like you guys have known each other already. Like that's what it feels like, at least from my perspective. Yeah, well, like, those yeah, it's been natural. It's been pretty, yeah, it's pretty like natural. A great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> well, in, in my thing, I don't know if it would if I change you guys' personalities or however, but I know for sure having you guys in my life, you know, meeting Lewis first, Lewis opened me up a lot as far as like being more outgoing. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not have seemed that way, but like I was very like set in my ways. Richard kind of helped in that, but I didn't want to be like Richard. I didn't want to be always causing trouble or getting detention or all that stuff. But mm-hmm. Lewis was kind of like that that version minus being in trouble right you know, he was he would say whatever he was on his mind he was very playful very friendly so he helped me open up a lot to where i had a personality and i was able to make more friends and i was because of that i was able to get us girlfriends because it helped you know it helped <laughs> you to just like, want to fetch a couple of girlfriends for you guys <laughs> yeah yeah he prepared me for that so like i mean that that actually like helped a lot and when it comes into your case my yes i did have my creative side but I feel like you, without even knowing, pushed me to be better, you know, when it came to creating and drawing and just thinking outside the box. And, and still to this day, you still do so. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so <laughs> I think you guys had a, a hand in molding me as to who I am now. Not just, oh, we have great friendships and, and I try to keep us together and all that. But you guys actually had part in, like, in the person that I am today. Right. So that got really sentimental. Yeah, we need violins. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta add those when I edit. Yeah. <laughs> in the background, sound yeah. effects. Yeah. Okay. Couple people crying back there. So I guess, uh, yeah, was... I guess that would be a great stopping point. So you guys want to close it up? Yeah. What can we? What can our springer be for this episode? What can we close it off with? Ask a lot of questions. Yeah, I think that, that's <laughs> no, no. A good actually, one. it actually yeah. is. Yeah, because yeah. you, you'll be surprised how. How within circles of friends or family or whatever, like how much people just get so used to being around each other that they don't really ask questions of each other. Yeah. And that's how you get to know people. Like, look at all the shit that came out today. We talked about a lot of shit just now yeah. in this last hour, you know, and got to know perspectives and shit. Like, I, I think it's there's a lot to be said to that. I mean, it's that. funny. We're still learning stuff from each other now. Yeah. You know? That is many years later. So I like they say, you know, is that don't there's no stupid questions. Yeah. Yeah, ask as many as you possibly can and accept the answer, I guess, because some people, that's the reason yeah. why they don't ask questions. They're not prepared for it. Yeah, definitely. Ask questions, get to know somebody, maybe someone I don't even married to. Just ask something yep. random, something you can't mm-hmm. think about that you haven't normally uh, thought of. And, and, you know, be open to a different point of view. You know, obviously, even here, we had different points of view on COVID, right. and that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, no one's right. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's just getting to know how, how, how people are, you know, yeah. that's just part of humanity. And obviously you ask a thousand, you ask one question to a thousand people and you'll have a thousand <laughs> different answers. Yeah. Yeah. Damn question stupid. everything people. Well, <laughs> I guess that closes our seasonal survey or however you want to phrase it. Thank you guys once again for joining us and please do us a favor. You can find us on Instagram at brotherhood underscore of underscore banter or at facebook at brotherhood of banter and on twitter at brotherhood of capital b and the number two and just comment ask questions if you want to just say hello please do so and if you get a chance recommend this podcast to a friend family member acquaintance or whoever you just run into 
And once again, thank you guys for joining us. Anything else, guys? No, peace out. Stay safe. Peace. See ya. See ya. Remember to subscribe or follow the shows on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. You can also keep up with the guys on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Imagine noise.